0: The Geo Show. 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 The Geo
1: Show.
0: The Geo Show. The Geo Show.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Geo Show broadcasting from home. I am your host, Geo P. And with me today, we have another special guest, I guess, dipping into the world of sports broadcasting at Algonquin College and beyond once again. Uh, I've got a really good friend of mine, uh, someone who not only I've worked with through my time at Algonquin, but someone who's really been a great friend to me, someone who who I'd even consider a best friend and someone who was kind enough to support me through the programs, of course, had a bunch of good laughs with and overall a great rounded guy. Not only a sports broadcaster but also a host of a sports podcast. He is uh with a group of three other guys on the trenches podcast. He is the legendary Matt Wilson. Matt, how are you doing? What's going on buddy?
0: Uh, I love that intro. it's uh I haven't gotten an intro like that in quite a while, so I really I really
1: appreciate that. Oh, no problem at all the least the least I can do for you, man. I can't express to whoever's listening. How much uh, how much I guess we've been through together, but uh, overall great lad and deserves nothing less than that intro. But we got to, of course, get through that intro to get into the main interview. So, Matt, how did you get to where you are? You obviously, uh, like me, radio broadcasting student. How did you get here? What what's what's been the story so far? If you can wrap this in for our listeners real quick.
0: Yeah, so it's, um, I know you had Ryan Woods on there last week, he's a year behind wh- where we were, of course he started the radio year after us, but very similar, I- I'd say we're pretty similar to his uh, journey, just uh, been a diehard fan of all sports since a uh, young age and uh, was able to, uh, ended up joining the radio program at some really cool people and got some pretty cool opportunities over the last two years, of course, we'll get, well, I'm, we, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but the way COVID kind of threw a wrench and everything in there towards the end, right, but it's uh yeah it's been a good ride it was it was pretty much just signing up for that radio program and um a lot of opportunities there early on uh, doing of course Raiders hockey and then I ended up getting uh, a chance to do some stuff with the Junior Sens last year they ended up winning the championship that was really fun I was uh at the ballpark with the Ottawa champions of course they no longer exist but that was our baseball team here in the nation's capital I was at the ballpark with them all last year and that was probably one of the best summers I've had it was just so much fun and the stories and that that we have from the summer I'm gonna remember them for uh for the rest of the time it was a really great summer especially because the team no longer exists but yeah pretty much just like uh, any other student uh, see I'm still only uh, 19 right so I think I got a lot of time but uh, I think a lot has been accomplished over the past two years and I'm pretty proud of that that's awesome
1: now uh, not only to add on to that but you've basically almost dabbled in almost everything for uh, in the world of radio broadcasting at least in my opinion uh, as far as uh, like you said, for that age range, you've been on hockey games, you've been on uh, baseball games, you've been on uh you've hosted a morning show for the longest time a sports related morning show. You're on a podcast now um it's It's really quite amazing how in such little time, you've almost kind of got everything. You've almost got a checklist of stuff done uh what what's been what's been your favorite thing you've done so far?
0: uh for me geo definitely um probably doing the morning skate and it's first year that was our morning show that you just the offeredly much morning show you're talking about it was uh, it was a really good time we had a pretty good group of guys there and our first year kind of fell apart towards the end of this past year but we had a really good group of guys together and um it really helped uh, getting those interviews every week we we ended up we had guys from uh arizona state university calling to our show which uh I'm always going to remember that, uh, a couple of really good interviews that I was actually able to book myself, which I was really surprised, and you know what, here's another piece of advice, and I was kind of going off topic, but if you ever want to get a hold of somebody, just send them a tweet, because that's how I got that contact with Arizona State, we ended up getting their two best players on, and fun fact, their goalie that we talked to last year, is now with the Ottawa Senators, so it kind of brings it closer back uh, closer back here to the nation's capital, but yeah, it's... um. Definitely, probably the morning show or doing the uh, some of the social media stuff with the junior sends last year. That was a really good time, and even this year, there's a lot of ups and ups and downs this year. It wasn't the best year in terms of, especially with the hockey team, because the the playoffs had just started when COVID nineteen took place. But you know what? I don't have uh, I don't have many complaints. It's been a really good two years. But for me, definitely, it's either the morning skate uh, back in his first year or
1: working with the junior senators. So that's awesome. And uh let's take a little detour back to Morning Skate. So through that morning show or podcast, whatever you want to call it, you've conducted some pretty cool interviews. What's uh tell us a little bit, little bit about that? How 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 did those start up and uh who who are some people that you were able to talk to through there?
0: Of course, uh, as I just mentioned, uh the two guys from I say Johnny Walker, who's a forward, he's actually their assistant captain. He's playing his senior year this upcoming year really good guy that was a hilarious interview to some of the answers he was a typical i don't know if you know what i mean but a typical hockey guy right so that's what he was i, I enjoyed that interview uh, thoroughly though uh who else did we, well i'm trying to think of other interviews that we had well of course davide disipio who was our co-host um, or one of our other hosts on the show he uh, had done a lot of work with the auto 67s over the years so he built those personal relationships with those guys and we had, um, this past year, I actually wasn't there for this interview, but he was on the show, Jack Quinn, who's uh, projected to go in the top 15 of this year's NHL draft. We've had, um, who else? we had Ty Felleber on, who's currently playing in the American Hockey League with the uh, Texas Stars down in Austin, Texas, the Dallas Stars uh, AHL affiliate. And he was a fantastic guy to talk to. He was just a typical Ottawa value. You could just tell he was from Ottawa, just the way he talked and the phrases he used, that sort of thing. He was, um, yeah, he was fantastic to talk to. And of course we, uh, we ended up t- uh, interviewing the uh, one of the best players in the history of the NHL, uh, Dennis Potvin. He's a uh, won five Stanley Cups during his time in the NHL, and he became a broadcaster after that. One of the he's voted one of the top one hundred players in the history of the game. He's um, it was quite an honor to be able to speak to a guy of his stature and just talk about hockey was like back in the late seventies, early eighties when he was winning a Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders. So I. If you're gonna rank them, it'd be tough. We can get back to that later in the interview, but there was definitely some really, really fun moments that uh, took place on that show.
1: And uh, to divert there, you mentioned uh, also some work with the Ottawa Junior Sens, the OJS. What was that like, and what exactly did you do for them?
0: Well, last year I was brought in there during the playoffs because uh, it was it was a big because they actually won the championship in 2017-18. They were looking to go back to back, and uh, Dante DeCaria, as as you may know him, he's uh, I think he's one of the more colorful alumni of the radio broadcasting program. He's actually done, you think, uh, Gio, you said I've done a lot. I haven't done anything compared to him. He's, uh, of course, a couple years older, but he's done quite a, he's been to Toronto, he's been out west, he's, been, he's worked in the United States, that sort of thing, right? Well, anyways, he, uh, he brought me in and asked uh, if I could do some stuff for their Twitter, and Instagram, to take some video and that sort of thing. And I did that for the playoffs, and I had a really, really good time doing it, that I actually went back and wanted to do it again this year. Last year was definitely, I'd say it was a lot more fun than this past year. This past year, as I mentioned earlier, there was a lot of ups, there was a lot of downs just in terms of the team on the ice and off the ice for us, the broadcasting crew. But um, yeah, it was uh, being on the ice right after teams won a championship. is definitely one of the things I remember the most And getting that video. And one of the videos we actually posted onto Twitter had like 35,000 views in like three days or something like that. So I thought I was pretty proud of that. And yeah, it's all about building the brand. And I think we've done that. We have almost 1,000 followers on Instagram. We started with about 500 and on Twitter we're up near 40 or 4500 followers so it's all about building that brand and I think we've done a pretty good job with that me, Mason Dietrich, Davide, Discipio as well everybody that's worked on the uh, the feeds there over the years
1: You're quite the social media man? I I if I will dabble in that you've uh, you mentioned that for the show, you've uh, worked on social media for your show, The Morning Skate. You worked on social media for OJS. What is that like? Do you think, what's a misconception that someone has with working social media for that kind of stuff? And would you say it's uh, it's different from what people imagined? Or would you say it's uh, exactly what people imagine?
0: See, the thing for me is that all the feeds that I've run, we haven't had that much, like, I don't know, interaction with the community. Like, you don't have people tweeting stuff at you 24-7. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to run. An account of one of the big four professional sports teams like if you're running the Toronto Maple Leafs Twitter account or if you're running the uh the New York Knicks Twitter account that sort of thing so I don't really know in terms of misconceptions it's um I w- couldn't really give you the proper answer of what that's like because I haven't ran an account at that big of a stage but people do say that it's only interns that do uh, social media and I know for a fact that at the professional level, that's a full time job, and you can make a really good living doing that, right? So, I think that's probably the biggest misconception is that it's only interns that do the Twitter feeds and that because it's really not, and it's a massive industry, and it's something I'd love to get into eventually. Still pretty far away from that. I uh, especially that's the thing, right? I don't know if we're gonna get into this later, but COVID nineteen's throwing a complete wrench in the sports world, right? And just people not hiring that sort of thing. A Lot like a, most, the majority of Social media staff, for example, have been furloughed or let go over the last couple of months just because teams aren't able to afford to pay people and there's no games going on, right? Which so it's 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 a really tough time in the industry, but yeah, that'd be it'd be an amazing start to with the Red Blacks at sixty sevens. I'd uh, that'd definitely be a place I'd love to start. But in the in in the future, you never know. It's wherever life takes you, it takes you,
1: right? Or well, you actually worked on a lot of uh, baseball broadcasts for the Ottawa baseball team. Now they currently, sadly, as of now, they don't really exist.
0: No, the uh, there's, that's a long story. Do you want to get into it?
1: Oh yeah, let's get into we it. Can, definitely, we can get
0: into it. So the uh, yeah, so the Ottawa Champions they they were around from 2015 until last year, and every year it felt like the team might not come back. It's just the ownership wasn't that stable. Not many fans went to the games, that sort of thing. But every every year up until last year, they kept pushing through. And last year. The team only made the playoffs once in their history, and the one time they did make the playoffs, they ended up winning the championship, so go figure. That was in 2016. The last year just felt different. I don't know what it was, but towards the end of that year, everybody within the front office and everybody within the organization kind of felt like that was the end. And, well, it's because they're the owner of the team. I'm not going to say his name, but the owner of the team, he um, he pretty much said, I'm done. If nobody buys the team, I'm out. The team's not coming back, right? And he owed a whole bunch of money to the city of Ottawa, and it was just... It it was it wasn't it wasn't good there towards the end, but it was it was just so much fun being around a baseball clubhouse last year. That's one thing I really, really did enjoy and looking back at it, as I mentioned earlier in the show, it's memories I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. Just working in that press box, a lot of really good people that were uh, working there and a lot of good friends that I've made throughout doing that. But the best part of uh doing you know what? you, you mentioned working on the baseball broadcasts. So well thing is I did some of the broadcast stuff, but I also helped the official score the game. So it was kind of funny because I kind of had an an impact on what happened in the game because say a ball gets hit to shortstop and and it takes a bad bounce and skips by him. I could help make that call if that's a hit or an error and that affects the guy's batting average, that sort of thing. And it was really fun to learn how to score games. And I ended up doing the scoreboard there as well for the fans in the stands. I was, I, quite frankly, I really enjoyed last summer and I really, well, even if COVID-19 was never a thing, we wouldn't have had a team this summer, but, Who knows, next year, let's hope, a team's back in Ottawa and we can be back at our CGT Park. That's the hope for me, but yeah, I'll
1: never forget working with the champions last year. That actually brings me to one of my questions. I was going to ask, what do you think are the chances of the champions returning? Because I personally think that with this kind of depletion of sports, with COVID, I think there's a high chance that someone would be crazy enough to bring them back. Because like, I think we've we've lost so much that we're just going to have such an overload. I think we can see them back. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's the... Just looking at everything that's gone on. For me, the chances were 50-50 before COVID-19. And I was just looking at ownership, uh, being, having capable ownership, right? And of course, the people that own the Red Blacks and the 67s, Auto Sports and Entertainment Group, they were looking at coming in, putting some money into the team, redoing the stadium up a little bit. There was... A fellow from Winnipeg, actually, who owns the uh, Winnipeg Gold of the American Association, that's the other independent league out west, he was looking at uh, doing something. It's going to be really interesting to see, uh, though, because right now I, I don't even know what I put the chances at because minor league baseball might not exist at all next summer. And that's, if you're looking at the baseball hierarchy of the champ, they were an independent league team, which means they're not connected to any MLB organization. Well, Major League Baseball, the highest level baseball you can get, they want to cut uh, like a whole bunch of their minor league teams. to say you're not. Just goodbye, and all those players will be left out of jobs, right? So that could be either be a good thing or a bad thing for independent baseball because independent baseball can say we're going to take all these really good players that got cut from the minor leagues that were connected to the MLB, right? That's an option, or of course, people just don't think minor league slash independent baseball is viable anymore, right? So it's. For me, it's gonna be really interesting to see. I'd handicap. I'd still say it's fifty-fifty for next year, but who knows where we're gonna be at in terms of COVID nineteen come next season, right? That's that's another really big thing.
1: Definitely, and I mean even to add on to that, if I am one hundred percent, I'm not one hundred percent sure what this is, but uh, I believe the CCHL as kind of mirroring that, they are aiming to have their season start October first, and I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not. I'm. I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit skeptical about that actually happening. What, what, what are your thoughts on the CCHL starting up again?
0: Well, as somebody that was at the, the league's only playoff game in Brockville, March eleventh, it's that same night everything kind of shut down and the world changed. That same night we were in Brockville on March eleventh. It was a Wednesday night, actually. I remember every detail of it. Yeah, October first. That's uh, it's not very far away, because we're what day are we today? We are the twentieth of July. It's once you get to August first, it's two months away, right? So we're just over two months away from o- October 1st. And, of course, teams need to have their training camps. They, a lot of teams still haven't been approved. Ice is starting to open up in the nation's capital, which is good in terms of just be- people being able to go skate. And, uh, like, especially the pro guys, like the guys that are playing in the NHL, uh, Hub City, uh, Stamlicka playoffs next week. All the local guys like Cody CC, John Gabriel, Pedro, Claude Giroux, they were able to skate there a little bit earlier. But, yeah, if I'm going to handicap the chances of the CCHL coming back, I'd say probably 75 to 80% because in terms of them, they don't necessarily need to have fans in the stands to support themselves, especially compared to the Ontario Hockey League and the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I just actually read an article about the Q today. But yeah, if I'm going to handicap it for the CCHL, I'd say it's 75 to 80% that they will be playing October 1st. It's just a matter of... When they can get these guys into camp, and especially for the, there is some American players in the league. It's a matter of getting them up here as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. But it's in the end, it's really COVID nineteen which controls when these, um, when these leagues will be starting back up.
1: Interesting, and I think, I think another thing. Now, I don't want to turn this into a conspiracy theory show, and I don't want to. They're saying that around the time of the flu season, which will be, I think, around September. Second there's wave. Going to be a set, exactly yeah. the second yep. wave. So it's like october right after september so i'm not sure if that would be i don't i'm like i'm not trying to say i want it canceled because you know you know me i love working on those broadcasts i would jump at the chance to work on another one but i'm not sure if it'll if if it'll actually be happening i'm not yeah
0: it's um of course the bchl the bc junior hockey league they uh what they pretty much said is the BC hockey league, it's the BC Junior Hockey League. What they said is December first, so they pushed their start back already. It's gonna be interesting to see because of course up in Canada we've handled COVID nineteen so much better than they have in the United States, and that's well it's case in stone. The Toronto Blue Jays, they're unable to play their games in Toronto this summer due to the way COVID nineteen is in the United States, and they will be traveling back and forth. The Canadian government said, No, you're not playing here, right? That's case in stone. And this virus has been going on since March. That's when the first outbreak really happened across the planet. And it's just, it's, it's, inter- you know what, Gio, as I said, i you're, I think you should be skeptical. I personally think they're going to be playing because all oh, they re- they're not going to have like, I don't know if broadcasters be at the games or that sort of thing, but it, in terms of all you need, it's the two teams, the coaching staffs and the referees, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's going to be really interesting though. I have, uh, I have, really have no idea.
1: So we'll continuously keep a watchful eye on what's going to be happening with sports. Uh, Definitely, once we get some updates on that, I definitely am going to be grabbing uh, Matt Wilson and a lot of our other sports friends of the show to discuss that. But uh, let's change the subject now to uh, something I briefly mentioned in the intro. But uh, right at the moment now, Matt Wilson, and it's been... uh, it's been a bit uh, it's been a bit of a while since you've started this, but you've been a co-host on a new f- uh, football podcast, yeah. uh, The Trenchers. How has that been, and how has it been kind of doing a sports news podcast despite there not being that much news because you've started this show while there's been a hiatus on sports? Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, the thing about the our show, of the Trenchers podcast is that the NFL. That's when we're mostly talking NFL. We'll be talking a little bit of CFL if they do end up playing this year. But a lot of people, in their opinion, think the NFL offseason is a lot more interesting than the actual play. And, of course, the NFL, they haven't been affected yet by COVID-19. They might be affected here in the next couple of weeks. They're supposed to be reporting to training camp. But I think it's been great. And it's been, um, I think it might have been one of the best times to start a show like that. Of course, me, Nick, Andrew, Mike, Mike Sark, and uh, another Matt, Matthew Vernon. He, uh, We've done a, I think we've done a fantastic job early on. Our listenership isn't quite there yet, but we got to start promoting ourselves. And we do have a lot of stuff planned for when the actual football season does start. But yeah, it's, uh, see, that's the thing. See, we stopped the morning skate the week before COVID-19 happened. Because we did a show, actually, I was listening to it the other day. It was just me in studio by myself the week later the next friday is when covid-19 had pretty much shut everything down so that was our last show i could not imagine doing a hockey show throughout these last couple of months there just hasn't been that much to talk about right but in terms of football it's been pretty active and it's been pretty wild and i've really really enjoyed it and it hasn't really really has not been as hard as you as you might think it would it would have been doing a football show without sports or without football to be exact But I'm going to be really excited for when the NFL actually does start or if they start up this year. It's going to be so much fun to talk about that show, to do that show. We're going to probably do it every Tuesday when football starts or every Monday night because – Football games are on Sundays, and then there's the Monday night game, and then Tuesdays normally when we'd be releasing. I think we're going to start releasing on Tuesdays when football happens. It's going to be fantastic. So yeah, I've enjoyed it a ton so far, and I can't wait to keep it going. We've done seven episodes so far. So
1: what subjects can we expect to see discussed in uh, future episodes? Do we have? I know. We should be getting another episode in a few days, I believe, but what can we expect from the uh, trenches?
0: Yeah, so we released episode 7 yesterday, actually, we recorded it and I I do all the editing in that for the show as well, so we released that yesterday, but uh, in terms of next week, uh, well, NFL training camps are going to be opening, it's pretty much whatever's going on in the news, right, so it's pretty hard to say what's good, what, like what we're going to be talking about in the future, but yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about training camps, we're going to be talking about... The big thing about yesterday's show is actually talking about COVID-19 protocols, which the NFL really has not put in place, which is kind of scaring a lot of the players, which scares me as well because without those COVID-19 protocols, how are you going to have a football season? So I'm trying to think of what, I, like, it's, it's it's really weak. It's whatever the current news is, we're going to be hitting it, right? And when the NFL season starts, you can expect fantasy football updates. You can expect breakdowns from each game. You can expect just talking about rosters, depth charts, that sort of thing. It's... um. It's, there's there's gonna be a lot of stuff, especially come September when football starts. But in the next couple of weeks, we're just gonna be hitting whatever the breaking news is in
1: the uh, in the football world. Last thing I want to talk about, maybe I might have to cut this out, but uh, as we mentioned, you've dabbled in almost every corner of broadcasting, and you've even touched upon sports uh, edits. You've you've have a might I say an amazing YouTube account with, uh, over, I'd say with I'd over a million views, almost, you have a lot of videos that have break broken, uh, 500,000 views. Tell us a little bit about that. What's, uh, what's this little side endeavor?
0: Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you don't got to cut this out at all. This is probably my, uh, this was my heart and soul there for a while. I started, uh, sports mixes 39, uh, my YouTube channel. I started that back, uh, grade 10, grade 11, high school. And my first video ended up with 130,000 views, <laughs> and it was just a really poorly edited video like it it wasn't very good at all but somehow 130,000 views in however, however many days right so i kept grinding out grinding out and i hit big on the one video i actually I'll, I'll pull it up on my uh my phone right now and i can tell you what it's at but last time i remember this video was at 2.5 million views by itself let me see what i can uh see we're at 50 we're at 5,640 subscribers which isn't well it's actually it's okay because we haven't i haven't released a video on the channel like an actual video for quite a long time, but if we're gonna scroll back to the, um, I got it, yeah. So we're at two, we're still at two point five. We're at two point five million views, and of course that video was released four years ago now. But that was a uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry video, and those. So the funny, the story behind that video, I think another reason why it has so many views is that those two guys they were best buddies when they were kids, and then they went and they played at the same college together. They both got drafted by different NFL teams. Well, since then. They both actually been traded to the same team, so they're teammates once again now. Like ten years after they played in college, so I think that's the uh, why that video has so many views on it. Looking at other videos, like just having 112,000, that sort of thing, right? Like it's it's surprisingly it's not it hasn't been that difficult to get a lot of views on these videos if you if you if you make content that people want, right? They're gonna watch your stuff and. Like, if if you, if I go out, like, I'm actually, I was cooking up a video the other day just because Major League Baseball, they're playing their first game back on Thursday after the hiatus. I have a bit of an MLB sort of hype video. I bet you if I post that, I'll get, I don't know how many views I'll get because I haven't posted in a while, but it's, um, yeah, like these, I, and the thing is for me, I've gotten a lot better at doing the, uh, the videos as well over the years. And you can tell that, like, if you watch original videos compared to the ones you watch now, the editing's so much better. But it's just if it, it's it's felt like the viewership was back better in the better back in the day. So I don't know. It's been it's been super. I haven't really focused on it over the last couple of years because we've been doing a lot of the radio stuff. But it's definitely there, and I plan to uh, post a lot more on the on the YouTube channel coming up in the near future. But uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. It's it's what it was one of my favorite things to do way back uh, originally as I as I got into this uh, sports media world.
1: Last but not least, let's end this off. Uh, I believe so. If you want to find Matt Wilson. I believe for the trenchers podcast. Their Twitter account is Trenches underscore
0: pod. So it's uh T-R-E-N-C-H-E-S underscore pod. That's uh, our Twitter account. We haven't posted much on Twitter, but that's gonna that's gonna change here. Nick Ganger co host is gonna be doing a lot more Twitter stuff. You can find me on Twitter, Matt underscore Wilson 14, and you can follow over on Instagram at Wilson39 if you want uh your daily uh sports takes and whatnot. But yeah, it's um Lots of stuff happening, and I'm really, really happy we were able to do this, Geo. It's been a long time coming.
1: Awesome. And uh, just want to, again, thank you, Matt Wilson, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And want to thank everyone out there for listening to this episode of the Geo Show. If you'd like to find more episodes of the show, you can find us on YouTube. Our account is geotv1, all word, G-I-O-T-V-1. And you can also find me on Twitter. My at is P-E-T-T-I underscore G-O-G-I-O. And yeah, that's it for the show. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you again for Matt Wilson from the Trenches Podcast for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed this uh, sports-filled episode. And we will be back next week. Matt Wilson, do you have anything else you want to say?
0: No, just thanks
1: once again for having me. And I really, really enjoyed it. Really appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. Ciao The Geo Show Geo Show The Geo Show The Geo Show